All right. All right. Let's do this. Welcome. Welcome. Howdy. Howdy. Hello. We are Misfits and Tidbits. That's who we are. We're going to teach you about a topic this week. Yes, we are. Yeah. Well, you are. Well, I'm going to... Well, we're all going to learn together. I'm going to learn... Learn and listen. Learn about a topic. This... I'm going to get learn and turn. That's what it really should have been called. I know. (laughs) It was... It was this close to being our name. And then we went a different direction, but... um, Regardless, I still get learned and turned every episode. Or episode. Or episode. Um, what's our intro? What's our, like, I feel like I'm so tired that I just, like, my brain isn't working. Didn't we also not record last week? Yeah, we did. We did? Mm-hmm. Did we? Did we? Sergio, did we record last week? I feel like we haven't done this in so long. It's been a while. It's been a busy week it's for sure. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been um, I mean, It just feels like it's been a lot because there's so much. Yeah. A so lot much has happened. A lot has happened, which would explain why, why we're so tired. Tired. Um, but anyway, we are Misfits and Tidbits. Um, this is Junie and I'm Ethan. And uh, Junie will, has researched a topic for you. And... They'll, they're going to be telling us all about what it is. I don't know what it is, and I'm very anxious. I tried to get you to tell me a second ago, and you, you said no. Actually, several times in the past few days, you've tried to get me to tell you. It's like once a day, at least. Yeah, at least. Yeah, I try to get you to tell me what it is. But um, you, if you're listening to us, I think a very important thing that we wanted to discuss today, before today's episode, and we will remind you again at the end... Um, if you're listening to us anywhere, really, but spe- specifically Apple Podcasts, you can um, just be the best person in the world and review and rate us there because that's how we're going to get um, a bigger audience and more exposure and grow this thing and um, bring uh, you more tidbits, <laughs> bring you all the tidbits. Um, so, yes, we would greatly, greatly appreciate that. Even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, if you could just go over there and leave a wonderful five-star review and say, good stuff, y'all. We would we would love that. Um, and if you're just listening, be sure to check us out on YouTube as well to see any photos. I don't think this... You, you told me that this episode doesn't have a lot of photos. It has very few, yeah. But um, any photos we do put, they will be on screen in the YouTube videos. And also check out our Instagram at Misfits and Tidbits to see those photos if you just want to listen. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else before we dive right in? I don't think so. Beautiful. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. You ready? I want to know what it is. We're doing Black History Month. <laughs> oh my god. You're right. I could have guessed that. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. Um just to be clear, this is our first time shooting in February, even though our first episode in February is not about Black History Month. This is we are still in the first week, so this would have been our first yes. like recording. We do record these uh a week. In advance. In advance, so every time you hear an episode, it was recorded a week prior, right? Yes. Yeah. So this is the first week of February, and we, um, yeah. 
Yeah. That's very exciting. So we're going to... Very appropriate. I do want to just clarify that I'm doing the history of Black History Month and how it came to be. So that's really what I'm going to be focusing on. I'm not going to focus on a lot of, like, specifics of it. Um, Yeah. And, like, what it is now and things like mm -hmm. that. You're going to just talk about how it came to be a Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. And then I have, like, a fun... I have some fun tidbits at the end, which I think, like, there are bigger takeaways from. And, um, like, different ways to get involved. Cool. Yeah. So we'll just start this off. Um... With the disclaimer that, uh, again, if I if I get anything wrong, please let me know. I don't think there's going to be a ton that I'll leave out as far as the history goes, but there might be some super fun Black History Month facts that you know or ways to get involved. So if you have any of those, feel free to email us as well, and we can mention them on the next episode. Yeah, I think we would really love to hear anything, any like fun stuff like that, at least, I mean, through Black History Month. It would be fun to just keep sharing those this month. Um, mm-hmm. So please uh, write us in stories and your your own little tidbits and stuff at um our hello. email at, <laughs> write it to our email at hello at mntpodcast.com or you can just go and you can also find that at our website mntpodcast.com our email is listed um yeah yeah share your stuff please so let's let's get in let's let's do the thing so my sources are <laughs> cnn NAACP.org, Wikipedia, AfricanAmericanHistoryMonth.gov, CBS News, History.com, EducationWeek or 80Week.org, and SocialMediaToday.com. Got it. Locked. I locked that in right here. Cool. I'm going to start you off this episode with an image, which we don't usually do, but we are going to start with a biography. So I thought that putting a face to the name would be a good way to start this. That is a great photo. It's a really good photo. I I, I want a photo like that taken of me. I agree. Sergio. Right now? Yeah, right now. Stop stop recording. Take a photo of me. <laughs> it's a great photo. Who who is the handsome man? That lovely lad is Carter Goodwin Woodson. That's a mouthful. He was born December 19th, 1875 in New Canton, Buckingham County, Virginia, to former slaves. Their names were Anne Eliza and James Henry Woodson. They had a large and poor family. Again, these were former slaves, so Mm -hmm. they're still trying to, you know, build from that. Um, But their father did support the family working as a carpenter. Woodson was usually not able to attend school for the full term growing up because working on the family farm and helping to provide for the family was way more important than going to school was at that point. You know, it was like he needed to survive. Um, And it was it was normal. It was like standard for um, black kids to only be able to go to school five months out of the year. And like, remember, full school year is nine months. So. Yeah. It's a lo- like a lot of time to be missing in school already. And then he couldn't even go for the full five month term of the year. Or the full nine months. He went for five. Or he couldn't even go for the full five. No, black kids could not go for the, the full year. Yeah, yeah. They could only go for, for five months. Yeah. So he couldn't even make the five, the five months. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
which I want to just doing this education, doing this research, I came across a article, an article by um, somebody who I'll tell you because I definitely reference it, but about um, Brown versus the Board of Education. So I think that that would be another good one to do this month. Definitely. Um, Definitely super important to, you know, all of this. Um, Yeah. Uh, Woodson was able, quote, largely by self-instruction to master the fundamentals of common school subjects by the time he was 17. So even though growing up literally from start until he was basically ready to or at the age that he should have graduated. Yeah. He was not able to go to school. Dang. Really. Like he could go here and there, but wasn't really able to go for any full term. Yeah. But he was able to basically teach himself the entire curriculum from like K through like graduation, basically. Amazing. Um, yeah, just by himself. Um, at that time, Carter Woodson and his brother, Robert Henry moved to Huntington, West Virginia, where they hoped to continue their education. So at that time they were like, let's go do our own thing and like be able to just focus on our education. Like that's important to us. But um, instead, Woodson was forced to work as a minor to support himself and was unable to attend school full time still. So that was when, like around the time he was 17. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1895, Woodson was 19 and finally got to enter Douglas High School, where he completed all four years of the curriculum in two years. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's impressive. After not having. After not even being able to have like a, a traditional schooling of any kind and teaching himself for the most part and then um continuing to crush yeah good for him yeah i completed high school in three years and that sucked (laughs) i completed high school in like six six years (laughs) to be clear i wasn't in high school for six years i just left in my junior year and went to independent studies and lollygagged Sounds right. For a couple of years. Also, I just kind of want to like have a short aside that, first of all, I would, I mean, the American public school system is absolutely bogus. And as we discussed last, last week or whatever week it was, but yeah, I, I just genuinely feel like I am not equipped to like, just go through life with how little information I have in my brain because I just didn't learn a lot when I was in school. Um, which is why we have this podcast so we can explore that stuff. But there were, and honestly, when I was in school, I hated it and I didn't value education. So even what I was learning, I wasn't putting my full attention or effort yeah. into. So, and then you see these people who like, I mean, education was an absolute privilege and they valued it. So, excuse me, high. And it's just, I mean, obviously, you know, very different circumstances, but man, Pay attention in school and, like, learn, especially at a young age, because your brains are more spongy. Spongy. Yeah, spongy <laughs> brains. Those youths have spongy-ass brains. Um, so that was 1895. He graduated in two years, so he began teaching in 1897, um, which was the year he graduated. So he went from being 19, graduated... About 21, started teaching immediately after that. And he actually even went on to be the principal of the high school that he attended. What did he start? Te- did he start teaching at? I think what level? High school. High school? Yeah. I think that, yeah. 
Um, He received his Bachelor of Literature from Brea College in Kentucky, his Master's from the University of Chicago, and his PhD from Harvard. And he was the... He was only the second African-American to obtain a PhD from Harvard after W.E.B. Du Bois, which is one of those things. I know the name. No idea who that is. So um, if, just in case you also I uh, don't know I know the name is. as well. I don't, I don't know exactly who he is. He was an American sociologist, socialist, historian, civil rights activist, pan-Africanist, author, writer, and editor. And just in case you don't know what pan-Africanism is. Let's just keep going. Every time you sidebar, it's going to go into another sidebar and another sidebar. Well, you, you're you always like, you ask the most like obscure <laughs> questions. You're like, you want to know the very specifics of such unimportant things most of the time. So anytime I like go back over and read through my notes and like, I'm like, oh, I don't know what that is. And I like didn't get clarification no, on that. Fine. I clarify not- it. <laughs> no, complaint, no complaints here, but... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Go on. What is what is that? Pan-Africanism is a worldwide movement that aims to encourage and strengthen bonds of solidarity between all indigenous and diaspora ethnic groups of African descent. Well. Yep. Okay. So um yeah, he was he was also that in addition to being, you know, wearing all the other hats. Also, every time I hear like the long list of things people were or like did in their lives, I'm like I'm going to be like three things, which even saying three, I'm like, I know it like, seems like too what many. How, what it seems like three too many. Things? I don't know. Artist, podcaster, nailed it. I don't even know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if podcaster makes it. <laughs> oh, it's going to make it. I don't care if anyone listens. The four people that are listening right now, um, we're going to do it for you forever. It's for you. I mean, it's really the whole thing. This whole thing was for us to like learn. Like the, we were already learning on our own. Yeah, yeah. And like the whole idea of this podcast was to share that. Yeah. So. So, so podcaster. Yeah. For now, until something else gets invented that is not podcasting, and then we get the like, future thing. We can be a future thing. The future of storytelling. Yeah. 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 If we're alive. Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, we're, we're going off on nothing relevant to the topic. Well, good news is I have a fun tidbit that's nothing relevant to the topic. Really Amazing. Either. It is. It's, it's relevant, but it's not in the timeline. So a fun tidbit that I found was that the NAACP was founded on February 12th, 1909, which was the centennial, centennial anniversary of the birth of Abraham Lincoln. Um, And if just in case you don't know what the NAACP is, it is the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, and it is the largest, most distinguished civil rights organization in the nation. In 1915, Carter Woodson and his friends um, established the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History in Chicago. Um, The association was dedicated to researching and promoting achievements by black Americans and other peoples of black or of African descent. Jeez. (laughs) Um, It is known today as the Association for the Study of African-American Life and History. Um, In 1916, Woodson founded the group's widely respected publication, the Journal of Negro History, which was one of, or which is one of the oldest learned journals in the United States. 
It's lasted from 1916 to 2001. Wow. Yeah, and it was a quarterly academic journal covering African-American life and history. Why did it close? See? See? <laughs> <laughs> I'm the asshole. <laughs> you just said people need to learn more. You should learn more. I'm curious. I know. I what just... What time of the day that they decided to close? Right, exactly. <laughs> what time of day? What were they eating? Uh, where were you when it closed? <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. Irrelevant, I guess. Yeah. I was wondering why. I mean, it's the early 2000s and, you know, like paper publications and stuff, you know, it's, it's a dying industry. Yes. So yeah. possibly just low. Yeah. Ye old printing press. Ye old printing press. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Carter Woodson believed that, quote, the object of historical study is to arrive at a reasonable interpretation of the facts. So he didn't believe that history was a summation of facts. He clarified that history needs context, which means including the social conditions of historical topics when they're discussed. Got it. And he was deeply disturbed that history textbooks largely ignored America's black population. So, he started Negro History Week in 1926. He chose the second week, second week, second week of February to celebrate because it holds the birthdays of two people who greatly influenced the Black American population. Amazing. Yes, makes sense. Um, I just told you one of them. What? I told you their birthday and their name. Can you remember who I just told you who's one of these I'm people? I'm terrible with names. Like, I couldn't remember if someone was named, like, Jim Smith. Two seconds later, I'd be like, I don't know that guy's name. Well, it was Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> oh. Um, he was born February 12th. I literally told you his birthday, Got too. It. I thought you were talking about the other guy no. whose name I, like, recognized. No. Of course I remember Abraham Lincoln. I remember that you told me that, but I was like, it can't be that one. Like, there's no way you're trying to make me call back Abraham Lincoln. Of course, I'm an American. I think about him once a day. Um, so his, his contribution was obviously signing the Emancipation Proclamation, which mm-hmm. abolished slavery in America's Confederate states. Um, And then Frederick Douglass, who escaped slavery and became an abolitionist and civil rights leader, um, that he is also a person who had um, a birthday during that time. But they didn't actually know his birthday, but it was celebrated on February 14th. Got it. um, Um, I did read something within the last year about, like, not to take away from, you know, the emancipation, but how, like, it's just something they don't mention and all that is like how like politically motivated it was. It wasn't like, mm-hmm. it wasn't basically, mm-hmm. he wasn't, he's painted to be in like the white American culture and history that he like wanted. He was this big savior and stuff for like, but I, I was like reading all the, all the facts of like how politically motivated it was. It wasn't necessarily like he wanted to do something for the like black Americans or anything. He was doing it because it did something. For, also. Like, yeah. It was, so, it was totally. I don't, I don't know the details, but yeah. Did you know, this is something that that I retained from, like, a history class in high school, but it's also perpetuated because 
the Democratic and Republican parties used to be completely opposite. So like conservatives were Democratic and progressives were Republican. And mm-hmm. then somehow, some way in history, like during some of the just like shifts of the early 1900s, it became the other way around. So I when had you no idea when you like talk about Abraham Lincoln and you say he was a Democrat and you say that, like, you know, obviously he was on the right side of history and all that stuff. He was actually like super conservative at the time. Yeah, yeah, was, exactly. Yeah. So that is definitely just like a recovered memory from high school. So if anybody wants to call me out and say that that's totally wrong or like clarify why that happened, feel free to do so. But yeah. Yeah. Party switched. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. The way that we, you know, understand like conservatism and stuff. Like conservative versus liberal was Mm -hmm. sort of flipped the other way around Mm -hmm. before. Weird. Yeah. Hmm. So, um, back to Negro History Week, mm-hmm. established in 1926 by Carter Woodson. Um, its primary emphasis was to encourage the teaching of history of Black Americans and American public schools. So, like I said, he was very upset by the lack of representation of Black history in American schools. Yeah. So, um, the teaching of Black history was essential to ensure the physical and intellectual, excuse me, survival of the race within broader society. So this is also something that's like, like goes into like, I'm sorry, I'm saying like so much, but like black erasure, it's a lot of just lack of education and, and like kind of willful ignorance in not learning about black history. And it's absolutely important to, because. I mean, it's as much of our history as, anything else like that's they say yeah there's there's a quote um that i just remembered i don't think it's in here but it said that black history is american history yeah like as a country it's a, definitely a huge part of it and the, the lack of representation in our history teachings is appalling yes so yeah makes sense that he wanted to highlight it for at least a week and to like like acknowledge that Black history is important and that like black culture is important. Yeah. And it's not just like kind of like saying like black history is American history. It's like the distinction is important because of the significance of like, you know, black communities, con- contributions to culture and just yeah, everything absolutely. in like the it, United it States. It is the history. Exactly. So um, Woodson said that starting Negro, His- Negro History Week was one of the most fortunate steps ever taken by the association. Um, it was not initially met with the most enthusiastic response. Gasp. Which just, like, it wasn't like people were, like, denouncing it or anything. Just people weren't really grabbing hold of it. Got it. Um, but by 1929, with the exception of two states, which weren't specified... Every state had made the event known statewide and would distribute distribute literature associated with the event to teachers. So just like, like three years took to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it did spread. And yeah. like, yeah, it was celebrated by the association every year. Sweet. Uh, throughout the 30s, Negro History Week countered the myth that slaves had been treated well, that the Civil War was a war of northern aggression and that black people had been better off under slavery. So those were all ideals that were being just perpetuated 
in America at the time. So Negro History Week was really focused on breaking those myths. Yes, yeah. Just debunking them. Yeah. Giving give the old Zach Bagans debunked. Speaking of which, did you put that in our last I did. episode? I did. I absolutely did put that in the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I they don't. I, shockingly, I couldn't find a good image of it, so I had to like find a really crappy screenshot of it. Because I was like, I know it's in episodes, but I didn't like know exactly where in an episode. So it's like I could have just watched an episode and found a really good shot of it. But right. Um. So I had to find a really crappy screenshot on Google, and, like, <laughs> recreate it. Oh my god! Like pull it out of there and like make it look nice. And anything bit. for the bit, right? Anything for the bit, and then I slapped it on the screen. Did not. Yeah, I think I listened to the episode and like yeah. heard you say it. And you've been I mostly listening to them before they come out. I don't think you've been like watching as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I do the editing, so obviously I, it's <laughs> definitely in there. Um. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, there was something else that I was going to say about that, but, oh yeah, I was just going to say like the literature that they were distributing at that point was just like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah. It's not short of what we have to say now these days. Yeah. Yes. Just with all the wild myths and. Conspiracy. Yeah. It's like we. It's now a lot harder to dispute, though, but just because it's so widespread that it's like... Whitespread? Whitespread. (laughs) Mayonnaise. (laughs) Yuck. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, like, ingrained in us and just... And it spreads so quickly that it's not like we can, like, combat it. It's like, it's not like a... It starts here and it's like it's in, like, a publication and you're like wait, let me talk about that in this month's issue. And it's like, no, it's like it, everybody knows within hours. And even if it's not real, half or more than half of those people believe it to be fact and keep spreading it. And yeah, it's insane. Different times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I hate it here. Um <laughs> Uh, Woodson became known, sorry, Carter Goodwin Woodson became known as the father of black history. He authored numerous scholarly books on the positive contributions of black people to the development of America. He published many magazine articles analyzing the contributions and role of black Americans, and he reached out to schools and the general public through the establishment of several key organizations. And then keep in mind, in addition to that, he had been an educator. Yeah. So, yeah. Um he was really the one who substantiated the idea of putting a deliberate focus on black history. Yeah. And got it pretty much like mandated into most states within the three years. Like mm-hmm. it was, a, it was a thing that caught on. Yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah, it really did like put in work to make sure that it, it stuck and like started the associations to yeah. be able to just, yeah. Keep at it. At it. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, I think it's good time for a, a wee break. What comes up next? Wee break. That's what it should be called. Because <laughs> you wanted a pee break, but it's a wee break because it's a little break. Sorry. Oh, I was thinking like wee as in like. Never mind. <laughs> wee break? <laughs> no. Never mind. 
Okay. Uh, I was thinking like a child. Um, yeah, you tend to do that. I do. Um, what's coming up after the break? Um, still some more about Woodson and just uh, the history of of how it became. It went from Negro History Week to Black History Month. Sweet. Cool. We'll see you in a sec. Bye. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I like how the end of that break, we were like, see you then. And then it's like, immediately, we're just like super high energy. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. It's because we sit here and we start talking to each other like. Very casually. Yeah. And then we're just like in a conversation like, oh, we should probably start recording again. And yeah. Then, and then we get into it. Well, let's hear more about the the. I was going to say something else, and then I said the, and like, then it like completely threw off my sentence. <laughs> I was like, that's not what I was going to say. And then I was like, I could just keep going with the the, and then put something at the end of it. And then I was like, no, none of it works. So so now we're here. So now we're here. Let's keep going. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, just really, all of that for nothing. All of that for nothing. I'm really tired. I know, me too. It's a tired, It's been a long day. We've had a very big day, and yes. it's now 11.41. And I know that that's, that uh, I'm a baby. My bedtime's nine. <laughs> tired. I'm not a baby. I'm just tired. <laughs> tired anyway. It's been a big day. <sighs> okay. I'm sure we'll tell that story at some point why it was a big day. It's, he's a cigarette. He's a cigarette. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. So, Woodson became known Woodson. as the father of uh, black history for all of the reasons that I previously described. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he said that he hoped that there would be a time when Negro History Week would no longer be necessary, like when all Americans would recognize the contributions of Black, Ameri- black Americans as a legitimate and integral part of the I mean, history the of this country. Yeah. But I mean, the gap between then and now, and we're we're only at a month. And that was <laughs> the 1930s. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. That's the dream. A boy can dream. A boy can dream. What did, you said that about something so fucked up in our last episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it was like... <laughs> and in the episode, I described like what I meant. Like the, the guy was aiming for something terrible, but it was a big, it was a big goal of his. And I, I like, think it was just America trying to achieve mind control. And you were just like, the boy's America. Not me. Yeah. The, yeah. Not like I was like, <laughs> if only. If only achieve mind control. <laughs> Yeah, no, whatever it was. That those boys were dreaming. Yeah. I yeah yeah. I yeah yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um in 1950 Woodson died, but Negro History Week had 1950, become 1950 you said? Yes. Okay. Um but Negro History Week had become a central part of African American life and there had been a lot of progress made to bring more Americans to celebrate. Mayors of cities all over the country issued proclamations noting Negro History Week. So made their local governments and areas aware that they uh-huh. were celebrating it. Throughout the 1960s, during the civil rights movement, which lasted from 1954 to 1968, the importance of black history largely expanded as did the focus on the contributions of African-Americans on our history and culture, mm-hmm. which makes sense, which I, I mean... We're, we're seeing now, I think, a lot. Yeah, I, again. A, yeah. Another cycle of it, which... History repeats itself. But it's sad that we're still asking for the same stuff. 
Um, but maybe we'll have two months at the end of this one. We're just, I just, yeah, I, I go back and forth between being optimistic and being like, it's hopeless. There are too many people who are completely, like I said, willfully ignorant and also are like totally content being that way, have no interest in learning otherwise. And also some people who are dangerously uneducated and hold a lot of power. I think I have like, I have moments of like negative thoughts. Like overall, I think I'm just an overall like positive person. I think you're you're. I'm an optimistic, a realistic person. I am, but I'm also like hopefully optimistic. I'm not like I'm very real in my expectations for the most part, but I always like try to favor the good side of things. I'm never just like realistic and like nothing's gonna go right because why would it? I'm like hopeful that it will, but I understand that if it doesn't that's not the end of the world. Like that's real life that happens. So I'm like aware that things can go wrong, but I'm not like looking towards them. I'm always looking towards the hopeful side. Yeah. So I have like moments where I'm like, where it, but it's usually after like, I see something like something terrible in the news and stuff. And like just the broad spectrum of ignorance and nonsense where I get like, just kind of down for a second. And I'm just like, this is hopeless. Like the whole fight is hopeless. And then I'm like, I like regain myself. I'm like, no, because everything has felt hopeless at some point. Like every movement, every thing that we've gained ever in a positive light has felt, has started somewhere. It started small. It started with huge resistance. Like everything always starts that way. So I try to remind myself that seeing that is not, the definitive way of life it is something that we're going to continue to fight and someday it's very 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 possible that we will come to a better side of it sorry there's a yawn it's okay um yeah and i swallow that yawn (laughs) (laughs) your mouth is closed i never see anyone yawn with their mouth closed what can i say (laughs) (laughs) um Yeah, I think it's, like, this is not a comparison that I, like, want to make as, like, a formal comparison to all of this. But, like, it's it's kind of the argument of why would I go vegan because my contribution is, like, nothing. You know, it really is, like, on, you know, a global scale. Exactly. Your individual contribution is, like, minuscule. Yeah. But if you can be a part of the larger machine that is working toward the actual goal of, you know that um then then it's worth it and we've talked about this several times with like um you know like your politics are largely displayed through where you spend your money and we like have made deliberate decisions to not like contribute or support to like actors that we know have been really bad and 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 continue to be, um, yeah. and you know, like it's like maybe sense of their residual checks that they're not yeah. getting because we're not like, like me personally, I'm not causing them to sell their million dollar home. Right. But a collective, I'm part of a collective of people who, you know, can greatly affect their exposure to right. millions of people. We're not going to Starbucks and not shopping fast fashion. It's all of these things. But yeah. this is one that I think that like, I see it more in the light of like veganism where 
even though I feel like even on a on a national scale that we are not going to really see any like life-changing change in our yeah. lifetimes. And I think it's more it's it's very important. It's a very high stakes thing to realize that you may not see like a big change in because we need big change like forever ago. We mm-hmm. need it yesterday. We need it last year. We need it 10 years ago. We need it 100 years ago. So it's like it feels it's almost more devastating to like think like we won't see a big enough change in our lifetime because we won't have like that gratifying feeling of like, and it's like but it, oh. getting justice or like whatever for it, it, the high, the stakes are higher because it's like people's lives are ending yes. every single day because yes. of these issues. But yeah. Yeah. But what I was going to say was I don't feel like I feel like hopeless that it's probably going to be some like sweeping change and we're going to like see it and things are just going to be better. But I don't think that that negates my obligation to be better and educate myself and, and, you know, put my money where my mouth is and do all the things that, you know, we should be doing. Yeah. So yeah, no way. Um, in February of 1969, Black History Month is proposed by Black educators and the Black United Students at Kent State State University. Um, A year later, Black History Month was celebrated for the first time at Kent State from January 2nd to February 28th, 1970. Where is Kent State? Did I not put it in here? I feel like, isn't that a really popular... Didn't something really bad happen at Kent State? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you're thinking of... Ohio. Kent, Ohio. What am I thinking of? Penn State. No. It (laughs) begins with a K. I don't know. I don't know. If you know what I'm talking about. It was like a devastating... I think there was like a shooting or something at a college around like this time. Um, Maybe. I feel like it was Kent State. I don't know. Maybe it was. Anyway. Regardless. I just want to know where it was. Ohio. Ohio. Um, yeah, but it's also celebrated for two months. So from January 2nd to February 28th, which is, I mean, shy of two months, but yeah, yeah, in 1970. So it's proposed 1969 and they were like, cool. So next year we're going to do it in February. And yeah. they did. They followed through. Amazing. Um, in 1976. So six years after the first Black History Month is celebrated, um, it is the United States Bicentennial, which I didn't know what that meant. It is the 200th anniversary of like the United States becoming a country. Are we that old? Yeah. I thought we were... 17 to 19? Yeah. But the United States was the United States... This is what my my point is proven, 100%. (laughs) We should probably know this. We are completely failed and have no idea. Like, the 1776 when the United States was founded? Declaration of Independence. Does that that make sense? So, yeah, we were um, declared independent of Great Britain, right? But but at that point, we were, like, weren't we still, like, colonies? We weren't? The United States, yeah, like the United States as a country wasn't until later, right? 
like we were declared independent, but at that point we weren't like the United States is independent because we, right? I feel like that feels right to me, but I don't. I also don't know. We're doing. We're gonna. When did the United States become a country? July fourth, seventeen seventy six. Okay. I think. Like, that's what it was. And I, yeah, I feel like, because even in the Declaration of Independence or whatever, I was just looking up about the Declaration of Independence. It does not say that they became the United States. It says that the colonies became separated from Great Britain. Yeah. That's, so, that's what I was I saying. I understand your sentiment, but I do not yeah. have, like, a formal answer for when yeah. the actual, I like, could just be wrong. I don't know. Like, the name. Well, that's Nick Cage. I'm sure he knows. <laughs> um, what? He has the real um, declaration. It's he has, true. Yeah, he has, we'll ask him to scan his document and see if it says anything about <laughs> being an actual country or not. Fake country. Uh, it's a fake country. <sighs> so sorry for that sidebar. <laughs> it's 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 genuinely shameful to me how uneducated I feel so much of the time. Yeah, but. I don't know if it makes me feel better or worse that I I do learn all these things. Like I have consumed so much history channel stuff. Like I just like, I love history so much and I consume so much of it. It was always my favorite class, but like I retain no information. <laughs> That's the only problem. It's like, so it's not like I didn't learn it at some point. It's just like, I can't remember. Which I'm sure that I learned it at some point, but like, but I learn a lot and remember nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to keep learning it. And I didn't even do drugs in high school. Neither did I. I just, just showed up and still retained none of it. Um, anyway, so 1976, United States Bicentennial. <laughs> yes. President Gerald R. Ford urged Americans to, quote, seize the opportunity to honor the two often neglected accomplishments of black Americans in every area of endeavor throughout our history. So 50 years after the inception of Negro History Week, America celebrated the first African-American History Month. Every president since has designated February as Black History Month and endorsed a specific theme, which I did not know that. I didn't know that either. Um, which it, it made me curious. I wanted to what see the what the last were? four themes were. Oh, I was going to ask you to list every one. Oh, no. <laughs> or like, you know, of, of also there were s- several previous, prior, previous presidents? Previous. Anyway, that also probably would have had some... Some sketch themes, but I'm. It's it's not the president who's making these decisions. He's yeah. just you know. What yeah. were the themes? The theme for last this four, year. The last four. Oh, I didn't. I got curious, but I didn't. Oh, want, didn't... I didn't even want to look it up. Okay. I got scared. Not even for the four. <laughs> no, but I I have art this year. Okay. This month. So right now, <laughs> what's the theme this month? Black family representation, identity, and diversity. You probably don't have his answer. Who decides the theme? Well, it says every president has designated February as Black History Month and endorsed a specific theme. So in my brain, it's like it said the president, but endorsing a theme doesn't sound like he wrote it. He just he beca- like he came up with it. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there are just like teams of people. Yeah. All right. In some subsect of the government that actually focuses on, on yeah. some 
type of systems of equality type stuff and they're the people who lead this coalition to be able to actually Got celebrate it. Black History okay. Month with the theme. Great. All speculation. I don't know. Um, but yeah. Um, so at least governmentally, it's sent to the people. <laughs> Um, it is celebrated in educational institutions, centers of black culture, and community centers. So, again, the primary goal of it was to institute the dissemination of information of black history in schools. Yes. So it was education-focused, not exactly anywhere else, like yeah. at least. Yeah. Not like outside. What was that? I just looked them up. Looked who up? Themes. Oh. Are you going to tell us? Do you want to know? Not really. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure they, they couldn't have been. And also, it's I just, like, I don't... I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't either. But I, I always thought, like, Black History Month was, like, Black History Month. And, it, I mean, there was a lot of focus on a lot of different parts. But I didn't know there was, like, an overall theme of, of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've never mm-hmm. seen anything regarding a theme, but... Which, I mean, at this point, like, yes, you can take that theme and and do with it what you will. But, like, there's so much ground to be made. You can't really go wrong by just trying to educate yourself at this point and getting involved and donating and all that stuff. So, you know. Yeah. Not like a theme has any real influence on what you should be doing. Right. Yeah. Or what you should be, like, learning about during that. But, yeah, the theme part is just strange to me. Yeah. I feel like that's a very irrelevant part of it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and also it's like you're 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 tunneling in on like a specific part when it's like you're supposed to be focusing on every aspect of how black exactly. history has shaped the country and history in quotes in every yeah. area <laughs> of endeavor throughout our history. Exactly. <laughs> Putting a theme on it is just like but only this part. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like we're giving you this very specific topic or very specific theme one month out of the year. Yeah. And not it's enforcing that yeah. we're actually learning black history for the rest of the year. Yeah. As a nation it sh- or in It our should schools. be definitely ingrained in all of history. Yeah. Yes. But we digress. A boy can dream. Um... It was met with great enthusiasm in the black community, and it prompted the creation of black history clubs and increased interest among teachers and interest from progressive whites. Just some good, you know? Yeah. Just Um, some good. Just some good. So that is like my origin history. That's where we got Black History Month. Mm Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to talk to you about the controversy of Black History Month. Ooh. Am I going to get mad? No. Hmm. I think that people are making super valid points. And um, it's like, yeah, just. Joke's on you. I was already mad. No. Okay. I stay mad. Like so. The Hulk. <laughs> you're it, never another, not going to. I know. Damn it. Another Marvel reference. I, I tried so hard. No, you didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't at all. <laughs> It just, it was, it was relevant. Not really. To anger it was. It was relevant to anger. I mean, tell me about the, the controversy. You weren't even angry. I, I know. I brought up anger, though. Anyway. So. Let's, let's move on. It was questioned whether it was appropriate to keep the celebration of Black History to just one month out of the year. 
as opposed to the integration of black history into the mainstream education the rest of the year. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. like what I was saying is the original goal. Yeah. So I literally said original goal, change the way American schools would represent black historical figures as nothing more than slaves or colonial subjects. Got it. Um, black history month ran the risk of reducing complex historical figures, simplifying their contributions and subjecting them to hero worship, which is just like over-exaggerated admiration, which is like pretty uninformed. You just like see this person and you just like worship them. Um, like the way you would worship a superhero. Um, and so like most white historical figures. Yeah, but people give a shit about them. And like when we when we simplify black history. Got it. We're saying that they're like you can just see that they're like they did good things, but we're not actually educating you on what they yeah. did. And it's also like Which they definitely shouldn't do for, for that, but I mean like that's what they do for a lot of yeah, hero worship is not a good thing. So it's not yeah, like... Yeah, no, no, not at all. But I was saying, like, that's exactly what happens, like, in our history today. But by oversimplifying, like, white heroes, quote-unquote. Like, Lincoln, for like, as an example. It's like, he is very simplified as this, like, hero of, like, black America and like all this stuff, but it's like, that's, it's a lot more nuanced than that. There's a lot more that goes involved into, but he is painted as this hero. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, as an oversimplification of his involvement and his life and everything, but like, that's what people know from and the penny. Yeah. But also reducing, um, them as nothing but like slaves, basically. It's just yeah. like, that's, that's how we definitely not. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's contributed to, like, every single part of our culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was fundamentally criticized to be racist. Bottom line. Dedicating only one month to black history negates it being American history. So, like, yes, it, that was what, like, the, 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 semantically, it's kind of hard to weigh those two things. But we should acknowledge it as an integral part of American history identifying that it is specifically black history, but it should be like that all like, the time. Like it's a, across it, the board. it makes it like a subset of history. It's mm-hmm. not all history. Mm-hmm. It's this yes. small part of history. Well, is- no, we're no, I'm saying the other way. Like it, we should recognize black history as black history. That's very important. Yeah. Because if we don't, then we're just saying that like, you know, we we're doing like the the reducing part. Mm-hmm. Like we're like if we just, you know, well, black people went through the same things we did. So like we don't actually have to learn about like black history. It's like, no, learning about that and learning about race and learning about how we even got to our current political and you know social climate is really important. So yeah. but also identifying that that is just an integral part of American history anyway. So not removing it, yeah, putting it in and identifying it as a super important part yeah. of American history, but dedicating only one month to black history negates it being part of the history at all is what the idea is. Like black history month negates it from being part of the history. Yeah. Because what we're doing is instead of putting black history in American history textbooks, we're not doing that and just saying, 
just this one month of e- month of the year, Got we'll it. learn about black history. Well, that's what I was saying. Yeah, it makes it like a small subset of history. doesn't integrate it. And that's the bad part. Like, it makes it well, that's, just here, not integral to the yeah, whole thing. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Yes. So, just, yeah. I mean, which makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, we should bring focus to it, but it's it should also just be part it should be in focus when it's part of the history that we're learning because it exactly. is it is exactly. a part of all the history exactly what he was saying when he was saying yeah. history is not just facts it is understanding the social climate of the history or yes. the historical topics but, which you're yes. studying so yeah um which you know i don't disagree like you should do your part year round um so I read an article called Brown versus Board of Education and the Black History Month Syndrome by Derek Bell. He was the dean of the University of Oregon Law School. He was a lawyer specializing in civil rights cases who handled hundreds of school desegregation cases in the 60s. So, yeah, very important. So he wrote an article about like like using Brown versus the Board of Education as like a big example of just like the importance of, of just black history. Um, but he did say um, that black history month quote provides a brief period in which black America can parade its best dust off its heroes, try to encourage its youth and pretend that the annual ritual alone can make a lasting imprint on racist practices and beliefs that are reinforced throughout the rest of the year. So, which is a long way to say, a very, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, 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 I feel like it's actually a concise way to say that putting black history only within the confines of a month leads us to the exaggeration of, of like black culture and not like legitimate historical mm-hmm. representation. Yeah. And that alone, like I said, can leave a lasting imprint on racist practices. So, yeah. And so, yeah, it perpetuates racism. Yeah. That's basically what he was saying yeah. as well. So, yeah. So, I mean, all valid points, but Black History Month is controversial. So. Yeah, definitely is. Um, I think even now, a lot of it becomes, like, the controversy about it now, I think, would be, like, the performative aspect of it, where it's, like, the same as, like, um, when, like, all the companies put out rainbow stuff for Pride Month. It's, like, I feel like it, it is capitalized the same way, whereas, like, everyone shows, I don't know. Or, honestly, like, a screaming example of this is last year, like, when George Floyd was killed... And there is, you know, started like part of the revolution. A lot of companies like stepped forward and tried to do a lot of like anti-racism training and like, you know, lack or like discrimination training or whatever. Um, and, you know, that happened for like a couple weeks and then it was over. Like, yeah, you're just you're you're doing the performative part. Like we look good because we like are focusing on, you know, discrimination yeah. and we're trying to like eliminate it from our practices or whatever. Um but then just after, you know, it it's out of the news. It's out yeah. of the mind. So, yeah. All right. Is that all the controversy we have? It is. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, they all they all have, you know, their obvious pros and cons about them. 
Mm-hmm. Some of the points are very valid. Well, yeah. and um, you want to take a wee break? I would love to take a wee break. I'm going to wee my pants. <laughs> That's what I was thinking for the first break. I was like, you want to call it a wee break? That's exactly what I said. I said wee as in pee and then wee as in oh. little. That's literally what I said. I, I thought That's I why I thought it was so clever. I didn't hear the pee part. I was like, it's yeah, it sounds. <sighs> anyway. I'm so clever. Okay. Well, I'm going to wee my pants. We don't. Take a break. All right. And cut. What's up, YouTube? (laughs) Welcome back. So, now that we have the controversy off of our... Bless you. Bless you. (laughs) We're just... We're We're just a burping podcast now. (laughs) I, I, I might take burping ASMR. There we go. Bricks and burping. Bricks this, and burping. At this point, is is the are the two things I want ASMR. <laughs> Yuck. Oh, I hope at some point we don't get a large audience where someone just decides to record burping and, and then just send it just to send you. it to us. And then, like two years from now, you just get it in your email yeah. or our email, the email. Sorry, I'm gonna do no, this. No, thank you. I'm gonna do this. Uh, it's called love. Get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so yeah. So after the the controversy stuff, um, I would I thought that it would be a good idea to go into uh, something that is like super prevalent for us and mm-hmm. uh, tell you how social media involvement has influenced Black History Month. And these are ways that different platforms are getting involved in Black History Month. And um, I think that there some of these are like super intense. They're doing like the most. But I think so much of it came from also like everything that happened last year. So yeah. it's it's really great, and um, they are they're long term implementations. They're not like we're just doing this for Black History Month. Yeah, they're yeah. launching it in Black History Month. They're launching it in February, and then oh, I actually haven't heard any of that stuff. Yeah. So this one's not the first one's like meh. But in 2018, Instagram created its first Black History Month program. It featured a series of initiatives, including hashtag, hashtag Black Girl Magic, um, which was a partnership that they had mm, partnership that they had with Spotify, and the launch of the hashtag Celebrate Black Creatives program, 2018. Spotify. Yeah. That's where we're at. Instagram. We're also on Instagram. We are on Instagram. Um, the program got over 19 million followers. Um, So that was like in 2018. But additionally, they are promoting black voices with the hashtag share black stories hashtag now. That's like currently what they're doing. Yeah. I've definitely seen that. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, you can get on that and like just go read black stories and amplify black voices and, you know, get dialogue going. Learn. Educate. Listen. Yourself and and others. Yeah. Yes. Spread the information to others and, you know, engage in it yourself. Exactly. Exactly. So Facebook is doing a lot. Uh, They have a new video series called, quote, written by. It features stories designed to, quote, promote conversations about how black history continues to be written in real time. They're also launching a new four-part series on Facebook Watch to showcase Black contributions in music. They are launching a We the Culture creative community to showcase Black creators. Um, 
Facebook has something called um, the Lift Black Voices Hub, which will feature, honor, and celebrate, quote, the past, present, and future of black communities throughout the month. That's really good. Facebook has also allocated $10 million over two years to fund new black gaming creator program to help black gaming creators help develop their presence. Facebook will also look to showcase black creators via custom logo designs throughout the month. Wow, they really are doing a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, YouTube says that it has a, quote, host of exciting activities planned for Black History Month. Um, they do have a new showcase of artwork from black guest artists that will be featured on the YouTube homepage, quote, along with curated content from black creators and talent across our spotlight and TV services, including new YouTube originals and kids content. So you can see like how a lot of these are, they're starting now, but they're going to be initiatives that will be pushed forward and yeah. like, continue to, to live on. Um, and hopefully become very like permanent and even grow. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. On, on each of these platforms. Yeah. Um, TikTok launched the, quote, Black TikTok Trailblazers list, which is, quote, or what they defined it as is, um, these individuals were recognized and nominated by the North America hashtag Black TikTok community for being leaders and pioneers on and off TikTok. Our trailblazers are using their platform to educate, entertain, and advocate for the Black community. So they compiled a list um, and you can mm -hmm. go to their like the Black Trailblazers TikTok section. I don't know how TikTok works. So I think that that's like an actual thing, but they they do have it so that they're. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, go to the, the click the go to the go to the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Go to it. Um, but they're also adding a hashtag make black history banner to their discover page in order to connect users to a TikTok live programming featuring black creators and artists. Amazing. And then Twitter is providing opportunities for black designers and content strategists to hold one-on-one -on -one meetings with black mentors over the next month. So in my notes, I have a Twitter link here. You can put it in the description below so you can see that um, or description wherever it is in your hemisphere of podcasting land. Yeah, it'll be below in the video in the description on Spotify. And Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, yeah, for sure. I don't know how any other podcast platform works. But at least in those, uh, where however your system works, it'll be in the description. We'll put a link in there for sure. And if you are not a black creator, black designer, use this Twitter link and share it. Send it to people that you know so that they can share it and and share it on Twitter and retweet and all of this stuff. Be involved. Like, do not be afraid to you know help expand these initiatives um cool so that's our social media involvement so there's a lot of ways to get involved and um we'll just focus on if you're just starting to get involved now it's a great way to enter yourself into the world of like social media involvement with black history but it doesn't end at the end of the month this will go on you have like it's it's just it's imperative that we continue to to share these stories and educate Yes, I mean, the same thing with, like, the whole, like, all the protests and stuff. It's, like, the involvement doesn't end at the end of, like, when it's in the news, when it's in the media. When exactly. it's on social media during the Black History Month. Like, it's, like, that's not when it ends. It continues. And we need to make sure we're doing our part. Every 
goddamn day of the year. Absolutely. Every day of our lives. For the rest of our lives. Um, and I kind of finish up with some, just some, some fun facts. Some fun facts. Would, um, you, would you, would you call them tidbits? I would call them tidbits. I get it. <laughs> let's, let's hit, hit us with some tidbits, some fun ones. Um, cool. So I have a list of where else it's celebrated because I didn't know that it was celebrated outside of the United States. <laughs> Why would we? We were educated here. <laughs> um, about only here. Very unsuccessfully. <laughs> yes. So, um, it's celebrated in the United Kingdom. It was first celebrated in London in October 1987 as a part of African Jubilee Year, um, which was just a year that they dedicated to African celebration. It was also not long after the U.S. started putting it yeah. nationwide, It right? was... It was 11 years after we actually declared Black History Month. And then 61 years after Negro History Week became a thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. 76, 87. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was organized through the leadership of Ghanaian analysts. This is, I think I'm going to mispronounce this and I deeply apologize, but... Akyaba Adaisebo. Um, it was established to recognize the contributions of African, Asian, and Caribbean people to the economic, cultural, and political life in the UK. Um, and then other boroughs began formally um, instituting Black History Month as October in the UK. So good for them. They chose one of the longest months in the year to actually do it. One of the too. best months of the year. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's interesting. Canada, um, started celebrating in 1995 when Canada's House of Commons officially recognized February as Black History Month and honored Black Canadians. And then in 2008, Senator Donald Oliver moved to have the Senate officially recognize Black History Month, which was unanimously approved. So that's cool. And then, this one was, I guess, surprising, but I know fuck all about Ireland, so... <laughs> You know, I have no idea. I just like, I don't know. But uh, Republic of Ireland, uh, Ireland's Great Hunger Institute at Quinnipiac University in Connecticut. Um, they noted, uh, quote, Black History Month Ireland was initiated in Cork in 2010. So much, much later on. So yeah. very pretty recent. Um but to continue the quotes, this location seems particularly appropriate as in the 19th century, the city was a leading center of abolition and the male and female anti-slavery societies welcomed a number of black abolitionists to lecture there, including Charles Lennox, Remond, and Frederick Douglass. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Seems appropriate. Yeah. So, so that's cool. That was super interesting that yeah. different places celebrate it and just like, yeah, like, I mean, America's done a shit terrible job of just <laughs> recognizing black history period um but that doesn't absolve the rest of the world from not focusing on black history too yeah and since they they have followed suit um very well mm -hmm. at least at least making it a thing yes so um then i just have a couple of finishing statements here okay um get involved <laughs> Just, just do it. 
And, you know, like if you can't go out to protests or you're uncomfortable doing that, like you can do things online, you can go to remote like Zoom meetings about this stuff. You can read various books. Um, A good resource for that is No Name Book Club. They are, quotes a community dedicated to uplifting POC voices. And then on their website, they also offer lists of Black-owned bookstores or local libraries to get books from so you don't have to support Amazon, which is awesome. Um, Volunteer and donate locally. You can do so much of this online right now, so it's kind of inexcusable that you don't do that. I think Um, the the, the broad, like... uh call to action of like get involved is always so scary because it's like that sounds like you have to do like so much but it's like at the very least like you can do these small things from the comfort of your own home and like be a minuscule part but like a part of a very large community that's like driving the fight forward it's like it's not as hard as you think it is so i mean at the very least, like, get involved by researching what you can do, like, all, all those small things you can do. And then even less than that, like, listen to the Black voices that are, you know, at the forefront of this every single day of their lives and don't have another choice but to be at the forefront of it. Like, listen to them and hear what they're saying and spread that information, like, you educating yourself is getting involved. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, yes. Which, yeah, then my next bullet point says self-educate yes and um like yeah that's that's like part of it was like you know reading books I feel like is like some way that I feel like I've been able to just get a lot of information and just like <sighs> to understand how much relearning and unlearning I have to do and then getting educated on actual black history and the contributions that it's made which are absolutely yeah. so like unbelievably important and so incomprehensible that they're not taught, Yeah, you know? So, yeah. Um, there are other ways that you can also, you know, like, help out. Like, t- instead of going on Amazon to, you know, find, like, a nose ring or something, just look up, like, small Black-owned businesses. Or you can go on Etsy, and I think they even have a Black-owned section, so you can go and see, like, Black-owned businesses there. Um, there also is a an app launched... I don't know how to pronounce this word. I think it's pronounced Miria. Um, it is basically Etsy for Black-owned businesses. So you can download it and then you can search for whatever you want. And they have just like a bunch of stuff that you can get there. Um, Do you want to spell it? Yes, it so is. Can... Yeah. And you, yeah, you don't have to put a little bit in but if you want to. <laughs> um, we'll also put it in the description. So, um, but it's M-I-I-R-I-Y-A. And then Eat Okra which is an app that gives you all local black owned restaurants. So, um, and they do like filter by category and stuff. So like we're vegan, so we can filter by like vegan black owned restaurants, which is awesome. And you're supporting that and, and supporting local is, is huge for sure. So that's, that's kind of my like spiel but i will leave you with a couple a couple things so i have a fun tidbit which is that on february 21st 2016 virginia mclaurin a 106 year old dc resident and community volunteer visited the white house as part of black history month Mm -hmm. um the president asked her why she was there and she said quote a black president a black wife and i'm here to celebrate black history that's what i'm here for and i was like it's like do, she's probably dead. Do we have a photo of this wonderful? I will put one. Yes. So yes. here it is. 
Um, but, and I, I can actually, I'll show you her after we're like, wrap up or whatever. Yeah. But uh, she's still alive. She was born in, she was born March 12th, 1909. She's 111. And she is what they call a super centenarian, which means she made it over the age of 110. But yeah. that makes her also a centenarian, which means you make it over the age of 100. Yeah. And only one in a thousand centenarians make it over the age of 110. My fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I would like to know the percentage of the population that makes it to 100. And then yeah. one in 1,000 of that limited population makes it to 110. Jeez, there's probably 1,000. There's 1,000 and she's one. Of, she's the one. Yeah. The one in a thousand has made it there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she is, obviously. <laughs> That's um, incredible. Yeah. And then my my final closing statement is that this year marks the 45th anniversary of Black History Month being declared a month-long celebration. It is, quote, time for people to recommit to the important objective of racial injustice in the future of this nation, which was a quote that I got from a CBS interview with Mark Morial, the president of the National Urban League. Great. And I think I agree. And it's definitely uh, like not like even out of context, like that's I agree with that. But like within the context of what has been going on for the last year, it's like, yes, this is the perfect time. There's no excuse to not. Yeah. I mean, like every any time was the perfect time. But like now there's it's unreasonable how many resources that you have to really do it. It is inexcusable to not be. And the exposure of it, I think, is like what, what I I'm saying is like the exposure of it. It's like no one doesn't know Mm -hmm. like that there are resources, that there are things available, that there are these things that you can do yourself, even just personally to be better for, you know, the black community as a whole. But it's like there, there's no reason to not know that there are these things available to you at this point. And yeah, yeah, I think it's definitely a very good time for the for us as a whole to and like being a bring super, that back to the forefront yeah being a super ignorant white person like it it took the shock of of everything that happened last summer for me to like get it yeah you know um and i can't i can't get it from like the black community's perspective but i can do what i can to empathize and then support um yeah especially being a white person, you know, so. and follow. I think like the, that's the main thing is that we have to f- follow that. Like we, we follow, we don't lead. Like there's no way we will ever lead because we don't know that yep. we aren't part of that. And it's not our story, mm-hmm. but we absolutely can follow and listen. And yeah, biggest thing is listen. <laughs> yes. And amplify these things so mm-hmm. that it, beca- it gets to all the ears it needs to get. Like we, we need to keep, listening and making sure that everyone around us hears the message. Right. Yep. Um, yeah. So that's, that's what I have for, um, that. Great. Yeah. Well, that was uh, very interesting. Um, it's not something I ever was, uh, you know, thinking about like, where did it start? It was just like, cause you know, it's like, it became a thing that was just every year. It's just a thing. Just yeah. a thing. It's like a, like a holiday kind of. Just like you know it's you know it's coming, you know when it is, you know what right. it is, but you don't know where it came like where it started and I think that's yeah. some of the the most fun topics we have a we have a whole list of topics that were like potential topics to like go through and I think some of them 
I get most excited about when it's like I never thought about like the origins of it or like where it came from and stuff and yeah I think that's a this was just really fun to learn about like, yeah, where it came from. I agree. Yeah. And the research was like, it's pretty minimal. If you, if you look it up, I did, that's why I had so many resources because I was just trying to, Find to more. get as much as I could. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I like every, you know, black history is very dense just yes. because the history of this is, it was pretty, you know. Yes. The history is always dense, but this, yeah. the, the history of, where the month came from yeah. is is not as dense. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. But now we know. Now we know. The more you know. Um, Definitely going to animate a rainbow in there. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, just as a little reminder, if you are watching this, you can... You can take us remotely in your car on your road trips or your long commutes to work by uh, listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, and then if you're listening to us and you'd like to see our faces, because why wouldn't you? Or you so would like reasons. to see the images that were in this episode, you can watch us on YouTube. Yes. And if and if you are li- just listening to us, and even if you're not, like, either way, listening or watching, um, please, like, subscribe. Like, I was going to say, it sounds like I'm saying like and subscribe, but I was saying like, like, like subscribe, like subscribe, um, <laughs> subscribe or follow. I think Spotify is follow mm-hmm. subscribe on YouTube, mm-hmm. like do all those things um, just so we can get like a, a really good gauge of like our audience. And like um, we want to grow and we want, we want like uh, as much as we hate it, the numbers do matter. So um and once again, another reminder, Apple Podcasts, please leave a great review for us uh, or leave, um, you know, an honest review, I guess. But preferably write something negative, but hit five stars. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. If you hate it, just like write it in the comments. We'll read it. But hit five stars anyway. Just just for us. We also I feel like we take notes really well. So, yeah, feel yeah. free to write your scathing review, but just <laughs> yes. make sure that you give us five stars. Yes. Um, um but whatever platform you're listening or watching on, um, just get involved with us because also we would love to interact with everybody and just, you know, get to know who's listening to us and what y'all are about. Because yeah. we're, we're putting ourselves out here and you're learning kind of what we're about, which is terrifying. A little bit. But um, yeah, get involved. We, we want to um, hear from you and engage with you and i think that would be really fun yeah if you have any tidbits to tell us email us like if you just want to chat about anything feel free to email us yeah tell us what your dog did this week that was funny and send us a picture um and then also just with regard to apple podcasts if you don't listen to apple podcasts but you have an iphone please just go do it (laughs) we also don't use apple podcasts but we downloaded it just to figure out if we were there or not yeah we found out we were and we we're like, cool, that's great. But like, we also don't use it. We use Spotify, but yeah, so um, we're there. We're also on Google p- p- podcasts. I don't know what all the platforms are called. I'm not, I don't know, but we're, we're a lot of places. Are we on Stitcher? That's like the key one that everybody always says. Damn, I don't think we're on Stitcher. <laughs> I'm not sure though, because I didn't, I also, we just found out last night yes. that we we're on Apple podcasts. I did not know that we were because I didn't get a notification that said we 
like were verified or whatever it was to get there. So I think that we probably did just get like so that we could, might could everywhere. Yeah, I don't know. We're figuring this thing out. We're new to it. Yes. Either way. Yeah. And um, you know, if I messed up, if there's anything that you think that, you know, like there was there was a lot of editorializing in this, so um feel free to email us if if any of it was was wrong or or you didn't like it or you did like it or whatever. Feel free to email us at hello at mntpodcast.com. I think I nailed it. I think you did. I don't know. Because I watched. Over. I think you did it like this, but I think you got general area. Well, yeah, it's, it's probably this big, but like generally I think I nailed it. Yeah. Because after we were trying to do that when we were talking about doing the new one, the new host one last time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was watching the video and I was like, we were really off. Like we were a little off. We weren't really off, but like almost close. It's close. It's there. It's there. It's there. Um, well, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for supporting this little learning experience for us. We greatly appreciate it. And um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We have not even been active on Twitter at all. But follow us anyway, because we're going to start talking there soon. Uh, at we have stuff to say. We have stuff. Anyway. Anyway, you're going to be super hyped about stuff. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Misfits and Tidbits. Um, what else is there? And then, yeah, if you have, you know, if you just want to learn more about us misfits, you can go to mntpodcast.com. You can also find all of our contacts up there. You can find our links to the episodes if you want to just go through that instead of having to like search through YouTube since we're not like relevant enough to pop up yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I guess we'll see you next week for another topic that Junie's going to tell me about beforehand. No. Goodbye. Catch new episodes of Misfits and Tidbits every Monday. Me. <laughs> <laughs>